Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching romantic comedies. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. Hello, my name is John Sieber. And um, we've been a lot of places on our rom-com journey Ooh. so far. We've done 10 movies, I think. Maybe Has more. There's really been 10 movies. It's been a lot already. All I know is those 10 movies are horseshit compared to what we're getting into tonight. That's right. Or so you guys say. Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. We're doing the goat of rom-coms today. <laughs> this is, this is, I think the only, the only athlete where there's like, people are trying to force like a LeBron Jordan conversation, but Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. And it's okay. not like a real, but like the people are always at a loss for trying to figure out how they can say LeBron is better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to rom-coms, this is, this is Michael Jordan. Really? I mean, that is, I, I just don't think there's something that you could argue is, is, is better. What's on the whole, what is, all right. What is on the holy pantheon of rom-coms? Like if you are, if you are doing an all-star team of rom-coms, who are you looking at? Who are you scouting? I mean, this movie, this movie, this one's just an auto include. Absolutely. You've got yeah. mail. You've got mail. This you've got mail like, would be in there. This is kind of like the not only was it like the culmination, but it was like it's what's everything started after, but it couldn't even be it couldn't even be topped. Like so bros is coming out soon. The Billy Eichner. movie. Oh, yeah. We need to do that. We and, should watch that and go. We should watch that in theaters and then yeah. pot on it. So like one of the reviews that I read of it said like basically we're we're referencing Nora Ephron and this is her this is before you've got mail so it's the same person that wrote you've got mail is this uh, what number movie is this for Nora Ephron this is her second script i think let's pull it up let's pull it up I'm very curious to know <clears throat> in like, the meantime we should say if you haven't read the title of this episode which i'm sure you have the movie we're watching today is when harry met sally yes this is this is a uh, Meg Ryan, Billy Chris. So this Meg is Ryan, a movie Billy that Crystal. I know nothing about. So that's crazy to me. I know You've never zero, seen this. I know, you don't know anything I don't know about the plot. I don't really? know where it takes place. I don't even know who's in it until you guys just said Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. I don't know. The only thing I know is that there's a line in it where he says, "I want peppers for my paprikash," because that was the name of a fantasy football team that I was in a league with. Wow, paprikash. Other than that, I'm flying completely blind. I I have seen this movie a few times. I wouldn't call myself, you know. When do you watch this movie multiple times? Um, it's one of those movies that you see for the first time, you know, just with people that are like, you never seen when you hear Matt Sally? It, 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 it also feels like a movie you could watch like on a ho- on the holidays. It's like oh. a comfort movie that you just put in when you're watching with people. Watch it on airplane. I feel like this is like the friends of movies. Like, yeah. It's the sex in the city of, yeah, of you just, movies in a way. You just watch it multiple times. Can you times. expand on that on that analogy? Like, how is it the friends of movies? It's it's like... Like, do people put this on, like, just as a background movie a lot nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's like a good... I meant the show friends, but it's like this show is like a good friend to people. Yeah. Because from what... I, I haven't seen it in years, but it's like... 
it is a will they won't they movie okay mm-hmm. and it's set in new york in the fall well over different point but it's like it's new york porn it's like it has the it has the the quality of like friendship and romance and the expectation of like who is the one yeah and there's another element that they i believe it they didn't write it with it um but there's like it basically becomes this tiny little story about these two people but the way that they make it it makes it about i think maybe the seminal story of like how do you find love in the modern world yeah and and so many beautiful stories of that so that you'll see the way they use it but um I just think it's like, and it's a feel good movie. Like it's clearly influenced by like Woody Allen, yeah. it's vi- but his movies are all like they break up or like, I'm going to, you know, marry my daughter, weird stuff like that. Yeah. But this has like the happy, um, it's like the, it's, it's like it got a note from someone that's like, you know, instead of the sad ending, like it has a Hollywood ending. Right. Which, what are what are some of the stats about this movie? When was it when was it written? Okay, when so it take place. Well, one thing about the what we're talking about about like what the ethos of this movie is, um it the film addresses but fails to resolve questions along the lines of can men and women ever just be friends? And uh, that that whole question of like, can you have a best friend that's a woman if you're a man and you're both, you know, you're both straight, you know, what it like and vice versa, it revolves around that a ton. Mm-hmm. And the will they won't they, like Kevin said, it's very much like what, oh, we've wanted is, these two people in the friend group to get together forever. Yeah. It's that movie to a T okay. over the long game. And then it also is things about long-term relationships, long-term couples. Ooh, um, interesting. Ideas for the film began when Rob Reiner divorced Penny Marshall. I saw that. Penny Marshall, a league of their own. Don't, okay. She's a director. Oh, writer, director. And she was in Laverne and Shirley. Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, an interview... Efron conducted with Reiner provided the basis for Harry. Sally was based on Efron and some of her friends. Um, Crystal came on board and made his own contributions to the screenplay, making Harry funnier. Yeah, arguably. I'm, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Efron supplied the structure of the film with much of the dialogue based on a real life friendship with Reiner and Crystal. So it's it it has like, yeah, you can kind of. I didn't know that. I just thought she wrote it, but. It's one of those old Hollywood type things that it's like, okay, we got the two big people. Like it's yeah. kind of like a team team movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. That we're like, we're gonna make this like a big. Yeah, I think they knew it was gonna be a big movie. Yeah, I think so. Because Rob Reiner was coming off some big success. Yeah. Also, when you look at the poster, one thing that's interesting. Can I see the poster. This is what's interesting about the film is they didn't make them normal sized people. They're huge. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like uh, Titans from Remember the from uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, because there's like the skyline, and then you guys can't see Dude. this, but look at the poster, and then Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal are both. I mean, if those are the buildings, then they must have been. They're colossal. Four, yeah, they're colossal. four to five thousand feet tall. And that was just never done in movies His like I don't know I don't know um Billy Crystal's actual penis size, but in this it's bigger than the Empire State Building. Yeah. Which that's she she's like well, that's a plus, but also like you you're you're kind of obnoxious at times. Yeah. And also that means that she has a giant gaping vagina. <laughs> yeah. If we're gonna she's also very big. She's got a Central Park vagina. Exactly. Central. Meaning it's well, it's, a, it's really just the reservoir. If you think about it that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. Um, um, they're, they're, are they the exact same height? No, this is just the poster. <laughs> right, we're getting lost in <laughs> okay, okay, okay. right now. <laughs> so the po- but the poster does the poster does have them giant over the city, which actually is kind of with the way the movie goes. It's like it is like they're in New York, but their relationship towers over everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so I wanted to get I wanted to get some of the facts. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Nora Ethron's fourth or fifth movie that she wrote. Is it is it set place in um, nineteen eighty nine? Uh, I think so. Yeah, present yeah. day. It's a it's so. a present day movie. Yeah. So New York in nineteen eighty nine. We're like looking at like a little bit grit, like a lot grittier than new, the New York of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's no cell phones. There's no computers. Mm-hmm. Every day computer use probably doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not getting any of your shit delivered. You're going to like local stores for everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, like even like Starbucks isn't around. Oh, actually, hold on. Set in 1977. Well, not true. The movie takes place over a long period of time. So it starts in 77, then ends up in 89. So this is like a really different New York than we even saw in Sex and the City. New York today is different than that existed in Sex and the City. And this New York is even going to be. Dude, New York today is different than when we moved here. Dude, I just. Uber came out while we lived here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I remember. Guys, YouTube came out when I moved here. Dude. Um. This is, a, this is pretty well. a good TED talk for you. Hi, I'm Kevin. Uber Hi. can Uber, <laughs> close your eyes for a second. Imagine trying to get across the Brooklyn Bridge in your own car. Well, that's that is. I mean, um, I mean, they, they must take cabs in this. And they're yeah. still yellow cabs, but you know, it is a, it is a different time. And I know when like uh, was it Ben Weber? One one of the people told us, or no, I think um, it was Candace Bushnell was just talking about. When you heard about parties, yeah, you had to go to be at right. certain places, right? And that was like a huge difference, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think setting a movie in New York, we talked about this with the Chicago movie, like it's it ups the romanticism totally, and then the season it ups the romanticism, yeah. depending on the season. And without this, there she wouldn't have written "You've Got Mail." This is interesting. Um, before we watch it, we were just talking about where it came from. And you mentioned that uh, Reiner and Penny Marshall got divorced. It said in 1984, Rob Reiner, um, producer Andy Scheinman and Nora Ephron met over lunch at the Russian Tea Room in New York City. Al- already like very New York, totally. very like storybook. New R- York. Russian Tea Rooms, 54th. Somewhere. Yeah, I think 54th. Yeah. It's in Midtown. Yeah. But they met to discuss that. Um, he Reiner pitched an idea, Nora Ephron rejected it. So they did a second meeting and that turned into a long discussion about Rob Reiner and uh, Scheinman, uh, their lives as single men and what it was like to be single. And Rob Reiner was talking about being single and divorced and how he was trying to date. And it was just terrible and confusing and didn't like it. And he said he had always wanted to do a movie about two people who become friends and do not have sex because they know it will ruin their relationship. But then they have sex anyway. And then Nora Ephron liked that. And then um, he got a studio deal and then they decided to make the movie. So it kind of comes from a, it's interesting that it comes from a thing where it's already people talking about relationships and talking about, you know, that kind of like a will they, won't they? Mm -hmm. And then it spawned that. I'm very excited. Should we, uh, should we dive in? Yeah. Can I just give you one little impressive thing? Give us the facts. Yeah. I'm going to skip one movie, but this is all. These are all within, uh, this is once a year. Spinal Tap 84. Mm-hmm. This movie, The Sure Thing. I was going to say that. Okay. Spinal Tap 84, 86, Stand By Me. Jeez. Already. Career already. Mm-hmm. Incredible. 87, Princess Bride. <sighs> 89, When Harry Met Sally. 90, Misery. Jeez. 92, Few Good Men. That's insane. Jeez. Like range too. Unbelievable. That yeah. is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So, and this is like, this is the rom-com of it all. Ah, I can't wait. Let's go check it out. All right. Let's go watch When Harry Met Sally. When the Bradshaw boys watched When Harry Met Sally. (laughs) Take us away. When Harry Met Sally. Directed by Rob Reiner. In 1977, college graduates Harry Burns, played by Billy Crystal, and Sally Albright, played by Meg Ryan, share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore, and in the company of their respective best friends, Jess, played by Bruno Kirby, and Marie, played by Carrie Fisher, attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. And now, back to the bull. And we're back. Welcome back. The first Harry part. Dads. Oh, you say Harry Dads? Harry Heads. Harry Heads. Harry Dads, Harry, Harry's. Harry, Harry Heads and Sally Sacks. The Sally Sacks. Welcome do, back. Do you, um, Sally Sacks. Yeah. Sally, yeah. Sally, like a sad sack, oh, Sally sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, tell is it me or are those two different characters coming from different perspectives and butting heads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, let's talk about let's, the first third. We what, we stopped at minute like 35. 35. They had just seen each other in the bookstore and 10 years um, after they first met each other and yeah. are having like dinner. Yeah. Uh, currently. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. Lots, lots has happened. 10 years could, has happened. Careers have been made. We, divorces have happened. We could tell it was the end of act one because uh, like at the, because it was just like conflict, conflict, conflict. How are they? Then they run in and she's like really sad. And then it ended right into the next scene where they're just like, so how have you been? You know, yeah, like when yeah. they're out walking, we just finished dinner and they're like out walking. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just, um, I guess it's funny, the structure that we made for this podcast, because it's, it's kind of a fun game to be like, mm-hmm. okay. And you can just tell exactly that it's like that chapter, they're both divorced or one's divorced, one's left. And now they're in a new place. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, someone want to wrap up what's happened so far yeah i'll take a stab at it All right, so there's cool. like a lot of inter- interstitiaries is that the right word of interstitials old? interstitials interstitials it's um, a lot like season one of sex in the city yeah yeah dude one and two could you imagine if one of these old, those old guys was a capote duncan that'd be or, great uh, or a rich stein <laughs> to be awesome um so yeah the old couples talking kind of about sharing about their relationship stories how they met why they met um you guys told me to pay attention because they're really important. And so I have been paying, paying really close attention to mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Um, the story starts in 1979. 1977. 19- there we were. In University of Chicago. Yep. Uh, we have a Harry making out with Deborah Reese, I believe. Yeah. A real hottie. Real hottie. Mm-hmm. And Deborah's friend Sally is uh, driving to New York and Harry goes uh, with her. Very unclear as to like why he's leaving too. Is he from New York possibly? Or maybe it's that he has a job in New York. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get jobs in other cities when you were like. I think it was like. You miss on the mail? Telephone and like mail and stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Maybe, maybe you fly up and have an interview. Yeah. It's uh, kind of interesting because I think University of Chicago does have a big politics school their school of politics is like pretty renowned i think windy mm. city um yeah the uh yeah and then they and then she just says she, he hitches a ride with her right no he first of all he spits a seeded grape right into her window mm-hmm. yeah and like doesn't even wipe it down he's just like i'll just roll down the window kevin brought up a great point who eats who's eating seeded grapes? I mean, most grapes now are bred just, to not have seeds. Yeah, time time. Although the the um big purple grapes still do have seeds. Are you talking you know about what they're called? Big, big purple, purple grapes. grapes. Yeah. No, no, no. He's talking about like the the industry that it's like they control all of it. Oh, big, big purple, purple grapes. Big purple grapes, yeah. <laughs> all these uh, indie farmers are able to do seedless. Yeah. But big purple grape? Um they're, they're just taking away from taking the seeds from the little guy. Um, yeah. And he, he is just like such a typical college dude. Mm-hmm. He's just like dirty. He obviously got can't his get his ride. Mm-hmm. He can't get a ride. He's like, oh, can I get a ride? I'm sp- spitting and he's making out the girl. And he's like, here's the way life is. <laughs> yeah. He's the ultimate mansplainer. Yeah. He's true. just the ultimate. He just yeah, won't Sally shut up. Man mansplainer. Yeah. This movie yeah. Called. yeah. Harry mansplains Sally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and uh, they're just the the thesis of the movie comes up on the car ride, which is is that men and women cannot be friends. Men will only think about sex, uh, and is if it's out there, then they can't they can't be friends. They mm-hmm. either have to have sex or uh, they can't be friends because the woman will know that that's all the man is thinking about. Yeah, and she's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's what it is." But he's well, also then she like also says, "Like, what about the unattractive ones?" And he's yeah. like, "Oh, you want to nail them too? You want? To yeah, yeah." yeah. Um, he's also very cynical. He's yeah. not like the, the, I think the theme of the movie is that he's softening cause he's very like, um, very much like the original emo yeah. person. Yeah. Where he's like, I read the, I read the last page of the book first in case I die. I'll know how it ends. So I'm going to be ready for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is like, um, they're definitely doing a good job at being like, 
kind of nailing like the young college kid. That, yeah. Like he, he's, what does he say? Dark? It's like, you're not as dark as me. Yeah. I'm always it, like this. Yeah. Um, I, it I, contrasts with her character, which I think is eternally hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to find love. I believe in love. Like men and women can be friends. Like all these kind of um, beliefs that like maybe a young person who's never experienced the raw reality of life before. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then one of the other differences along with that, th- that that's expressed with is that he, he, when they order their food, he just like orders a burger, he's eating grapes, spitting, and then he yeah. orders a burger, shoves it down his face. And she's, uh, very specific with her order. Very particular. This yeah. on the side, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like... Does, she, does the way she order remind you of anyone? Can we say it at the count of three and see if we say the same person? One, One two, three. Harlan, Harlan Alford, Alford, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> That's really funny. I didn't... I don't I don't think I've had experience with how he orders. He, that, that it, he orders just like her. Hamburger, really? no cheese, no tomato, no onion, just a burger. Put the ketchup on the side. On the side. In a ramekin. I don't want any ketchup touching the fries. If they are touching the fries, I need the fries need to be well done, crispy, lightly salted. Medium rare, side of coleslaw in a separate cup. It's like, I'm just like, just eat the, f- shut up and eat your food. Dude, one time <laughs> I was with him and he ordered three burratas and each one had different instructions. Oh my gosh. He's like, to start, I want three burratas. The first one I want immediately. The second one, I want you to wait five minutes after you take the first plate away. And the third one, after I start eating the main course. Three burratas could bankrupt you in New York City. That's 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 not cheap. Dude, we were in the Hamptons. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of money, though, he orders like a billionaire, but he doesn't have the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He orders like someone who's really rich that needs. Here's how things are going to be. But then they're like. Never finishes food. So if you're doing like a group a group pay with Harlan, you got to make sure you're like you're separated. Yeah, yeah separated. Yeah. Wait, what yeah. do you mean? Like he never finishes his food either, and he'll or he'll just be like, for appetizers, we'll take three of everything. Oh my god! Well, that's like we got. This is such a rabbit trail that we need to end. But I've experienced that too. He did that when we ordered pizza moto for the first time, and yeah. then he insisted oh, yeah. that we get the meatballs. The meatballs, yeah, yeah. And then it it bumped up the check average like yeah. way more. And then after he was like. We were like, probably could have the meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, anyway. That, that's just him. But and yeah, that's, that's, that's how. Sally, too. That's Sally. Well, that it's funny because those those sort of quirks yeah. that you have in a, in a friend, it's like that'd be a perfect thing to be like, like it's so pronounced in its personality. Yeah. But it, that it's like, this would be great for a movie. Based off of Nora Ephron, I wonder if she's like a really yeah. particular person. Mm, too. I wonder yeah. if it's like a, uh, something that she carries. Well, and I think the metaphor for it that they're setting up is like he is cynical and is going to go on a journey towards opening his heart and she is like i can i'm in control yeah Mm -hmm. and she's going to have to release control and be like you know just because you order your food this way doesn't mean that things are always going to work out right Right. you know um and i think that in i guess in movies you have you have so little time to do that you know yeah so then, so then we they they kind of shake hands. He he removes his like dirty laundry and baseball bat from the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're in like Washington Square Park, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, well, see you later. Have a good life. Yeah. And they just like they separate. When I did my walking tours of New York, uh, the Washington Arch people would be like, "This is from when Harry met Sally." Oh yeah. Like you'd be like, "No, this is from France." Yeah, yeah. This is from France. We fucking copied off France. Yeah, there you go. And we're like, we'll have the same thing but smaller. <laughs> um, um they, yeah. it was actually made of wood, by the way. Wait, is that a smaller version of the Arc de Triomphe? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was based on. I did not know that. The it was made out of wood and plaster, and it was only supposed to be up for one year. Wait, really? To to commemorate the hundredth year anniversary of the founding of the United States in 1789. Wow. And then they liked it so much they made a permanent version. Out of stone? The United stone. States was founded in 1689? That's when the war ended and we were finally a country. 1776 okay. is when we started, started. the war. Mm. Wait, so, oh, so then they built that in 1879? 1889. 1889, got yeah. it. Yeah, and, uh, and the guy that designed it 
um, got murdered. What? <laughs> Dude, the guy that designed it, Harry K. Uh, Harry Burns. It's a great, it's a great story. And this has to do with when Harry met Sally because it has to do with love. Mm-hmm. So this guy, I forget his name, Stanford White. He designed it. Stanford Blatch White. Stanford Blatch White. And uh, he was wearing he, like a purple bow tie. And he was just like, he's like, I don't know. I'm trying to date, but nobody likes me. I built this. <laughs> I guess arc. I'll just erect an arc. So, I'm erect right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this new girlfriend that became like kind of boyfriend. Like, uh, if it's Stanford. If it's Stanford right. And uh, she was like really young. She's a showgirl. He's like, I want to date you. So then she, there's like a picture of her just being like pouty lips. And that was like porn back at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was literally you like, imagine? yeah, she became like a sex symbol just from like one picture of her being like kind of seductive looking. You look at it now, you're like, this is stupid. So then he breaks up with her. And since she was kind of like a so- modern celebrity, she was kind of like soiled. Um, and she got married to this other guy who was kind of crazy. And he just like, couldn't get over that this the, this is years later. He couldn't get over that. Like this guy was with his wife Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he was at uh, a show where he like normally picks up girls and this guy, Harry Thaw, Harry K Thaw, I think he just like walked into the show, walked down in front of like all of like New York's elite and just like blew his head off. Oh my gosh. In the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah. Did he get in trouble or he, he, was he like, he, he was with my wife. D- are you ready? He pled insanity and yeah. got off. Yeah. Was that the first ever like it, insanity? It was, it was one of them. One of the first like insanity police. And then he just got off. He's like, he was, yeah, he was, he like, uh, you know, he had sex with my wife before I married her. And like, it kind of. Back then that was like enough to justify an honor kill. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. when the judge heard that was like, oh, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Bring the body back out. We'll shoot him again. Yeah. What? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> wow. Dude. Yeah, so... Uh, that, that is very well, relevant to Harry Mattel. That is because Harry's marriage, mm-hmm. we're... Well, where are we in the recap? They they just said... Um, they just said goodbye to each other. So we're, f- we're flash-forwarding now to the airplane. Flash-forward to the airplane. To so the then, airport, yeah. Yeah, so then... She's at the airport making out with some guy. Oh, I didn't get it. I guess I guess he was making out the first time. She was making out the second. Oh time. yeah, totally. I see what oh. you did there. Yeah. yeah. So then it starts with her making out. But he, he he's, he's walking through the airport. He recognizes the the blonde haired chap that she's yep. making out with. Yeah, because they live in the same building. I'm sorry to say that blonde haired chap was not Hollywood material. <laughs> it's <laughs> he, just so funny. You see, some of these people are just like we're so used to how attractive everyone is now. And you just did not have to be as good looking as you have to be now to be in movies. Yeah. It's also, yeah, that's true. It's also, people are so striking in like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's also that we've talked about in this movie and so many other movies back then, everyone just looks, people just are styled younger now. Yeah. And like, I guarantee the guy that she was making, they were, they were supposed to be in their mid twenties. Well, even, but even Meg Ryan, she has like a yellow tooth. She has like a, like. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, she just has a tooth, which is normal. She has normal teeth. She has good, normal teeth. Right. But now, like, I mean, have you seen Chris Rock's teeth? Like, he he looks like, it's, it's like he got fake teeth. And Larry David, like all those people, yeah. even if you're a comedian or like regular looking person. Yeah. Chris Rock's a good looking guy. But it's like you get big porcelain teeth and then you and back what look at meg ryan's teeth she has normal attractive woman teeth in in when harry met sally in when harry met sally but not hollywood teeth not hollywood teeth because yeah, yeah. i don't think they were common yet yeah, yeah. um but yeah so she's so she's making out with normal guy and um and then harry ends up seeing that seeing them recognizing that guy not recognizing her yeah and she's like he was terrible and then brings up the question, like he hit on me, he hit on me. And then he said, he made a pass at me. And then he said that men and women can never be friends. Yeah. And then her boyfriend keeps asking what happened, what happened? And he's like, yeah. And then does he agree? He doesn't have, no, she's, that. she's like, can men and women, she's like, can men and women be, can men and women be friends? Do you have any female friends? Or he's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, do you have any female friends? And he's like, no. Yeah. And then, and then. 
Harry ends up recognizing her on the plane. Right. And then they, uh, they have a whole conversation. Harry's like still, he's kind of like on top of of her to switch spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Power move. Yeah. Big power move. He's one of the baldest people I've ever seen. (laughs) Who's the guy beside her. He really is. He's, ha- more, he's more bald than the guy on Barry who uh, is like, Barry. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. this is Kevin and I talked about this in a podcast one time, but bald is not someone who is no hair. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You have to have the crown. You have to have the crown to, to, to be bald. Oh, so you have to have, you have to have the, you have to have the ring of hair around ring around because it's almost, it's like dark matter. Like you don't, you can't see that. You can't see Dude, that. Neil deGrasse Tyson is listening to the pod. He's the only person who's like, yeah, go on, mm-hmm, go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the only way that you can see baldness is through the juxtaposition of, ah. of hair. Yeah. And this guy has it in spades. Yeah. He totally. just has a grown out, like he, he has enough hair. You can like comb it out. Um, Dude, I think that was like a thing back then. I know. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's now which like, was which makes sense that like the toupee was like such a prominent feature in culture back then. Yeah, because like people tried to style their crown hair. Right. And yeah. Like, it was like really important. Like yeah. now people now people shave it down and grow facial hair. Yeah. yeah. They shave it down and they grow like a goatee or grow like a long beard. Yeah. And, and they're all. just like, yeah. Rather than look bald, I'll just look like I'm a white supremacist. That's a better solution. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. But yeah, dude, this dude is hella bald. He really was. He like looked like another actor, but I for, I forgot who he was. He was very a very bald person. Yeah, and, and but so nice. It was so nice. And Billy Crystal takes advantage of of that. Says scram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they start flirting on the plane. Well, kind of flirting, not really. He they talk about their lives. Yeah. And he's picking at her again. Yeah. And he's in his smug face. He's nagging. He's nagging her. He is for sure. And he's, he's talking about how he's getting married to, yeah. this, to this girl and um, how he talks about his job and yeah. stuff. She, I guess before they switch, she does another aggressive tomato juice order. She like does a Harlan Alfred order. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they just talk about it. And then he, and then he, does he ask her to get a meal with him? Yeah. They're in like the moving walkway and yeah. he, like, he like moves up to her and he's like, let's go get dinner. And she's like, well, I thought you said friends, like right. men and women can be friends. He's right. Like, it's amended if they both are in relationships. Yeah. You're dating Joe and I'm getting married. And he's like, but then it's going to, he does this whole like explanation thing again. And, and she's like, you know what? Let's just, I'm going to stop you right there. I have a good life. Yeah. And that's that. Scene. Yeah. Then five years later, she is at the central park. Chat and chew. Yep. Chat and chew. Chat and chew at the central park boathouse cafe. In the background, big and carrier just falling in the water. Yeah, totally. The exact same place. Yeah. Yep. And where that, where big fell in the water yeah and um yeah iconic and and they're doing a chat and chew her it called the boathouse uh, it's yeah. the boat yeah boathouse cafe yeah yeah also uh yeah so um carrie fisher's there uh-huh princess leia mm-hmm. famous pill addict Mm. She had a whole show about it. Um, also, also plays, in Sex in the City, she plays Carrie Fisher in Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and uh, and then another actress. And they're just doing. I mean, that is almost when I was watching that scene. They're just talking about men, and they're talking about marriage and divorce and available men in New York. She got a Rolodex. She has a Rolodex, which is so amazing. Solid. But I was watching that scene, and I was like, the original pitch meeting. The original script yeah. and pitch meeting for Sex in the City is that scene. A hundred percent. Like, I wonder if they even like, if you had a pitch deck or something, if they had screenshots or showed that thing. And they're. I like, bet they did. I be, bet they did. Because it is, the, that is Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. It's just three people with three different perspectives. Only they, you know, they have a fourth. But in Sex and the City, but it's like they all three are like this and this. And there's a funny moment where. She's saying like she broke up with a guy, right? And then Carrie Fisher's like, "Oh, he's available." Yeah, like, and she like, ear, she earmarks the the Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, classic Samantha. Classic Samantha, just trying uh-huh. to get in there. And I guess like uh, Meg Meg Ryan would be a Charlotte. Meg Ryan is a Charlotte. Yeah, she yeah she seems like a Charlotte. She's very yeah. hopeful. Yeah, yeah. Even with the her order, the way she would order, that'd be a Charlotte thing. Yeah, who's Harry? Aiden? No. Steve? No. Eh. Well, he he's he's 
changing a lot too. Like we end up seeing him change already. Yeah. He's is like, he a big? He's a, he like starts as a Richard. Richard, he's a, a Richard with Steve rising. <laughs> Wait, why is he a Richard? I mean, he's just kind of obnoxious and full of himself. Really like, tan and has a gap in his teeth. see Richard like chewing a seed and like spitting it out and missing and going against the well, window? Well, I, I don't think that there is an archetype for Harry in the Sex and the City universe because he's going to have all the archetypes of a person that you shouldn't go on a second date with. Mm. You know? He would be, if in the Sex and the City universe, he would just be a grape spitting guy. Yeah. And they would, you would never see him again. Yeah. Like he's, she, she's building up this case against this guy because he is like young and dumb and full of just kidding. He's a, uh, <laughs> he's, I mean, that is true. He's getting rid of some of it though. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're talking about cum. <laughs> Sorry. I love the, I love the tease out that's so obviously you're like, are you, are you yeah. tracking with me? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's so, I, I bet, I guess he's going to turn into a, <clears throat> turn into maybe a Steve, but he's not, he's not a puppy dog. He's not nice. He's not, I don't know if there's the exact copy of him. Mm, yeah. yeah. He is an archetype of a guy though right now. Which but he's, like, he's, his character right now just is going through a divorce. He's talking about it at the, at the Giants, Giants game, game, which is like a, such a funny scene when they keep doing the wave, mm -hmm. just like talk about this awful problem. It's a really funny scene. In his, yeah. So they're, he's getting divorced and his it's basically like well he kind of got married just out of convenience right just yeah like, on the plane he's like you know i'm just sick of i'm sick of dating i want someone to have a safe lunch with and then like mm. a nice dinner with and like all this and like he's settling he's yeah he's mm. totally settling settling in red flag mm -hmm. and then she cheats on him yeah she yeah. says that she was like i think he, he says something about like us being in love and she's like, I don't know if I ever loved you. Yeah. And then she, and she wants a trial separation. She just feels trapped and she doesn't believe in marriage anymore or anything. And then she's sleeping with some other guy. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Uh, so now he's becoming truly, yeah, he's like, he's, it's weird because like that would make you a, a harder person and a more negative person. But in a way it's, it's doing the opposite effect on him. I think it's probably making him reckon with life because yeah. he's like, you like, know, were you really as negative and dark as you thought? Or, or are you negative and dark? And then something comes and like shakes your world up yeah. and kind of it, he was probably doing all that stuff to compensate feelings wise, mm -hmm. but didn't realize it. You know, he was just being really egotistical. Yeah. And then when someone, when you think you're running the show and then life just like knocks you apart, it's right. like you have two choices. One is to become bitter or one is to just really take it and then change. Yeah. I think he's like actually kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. Stuff sucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then they, um, she's at the bookstore with Carrie Fisher mm -hmm. looking through very 2022 feeling books. Mm -hmm. Like I have some over there that have almost that exact same. Um, you have that, yeah, that red one with that red and white, that red title with the white. Uh, the power broker. power broker, yeah, yeah. Those aesthetics. You know who brought that aesthetic back for books? Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Yeah, Lena Dunham. Yeah, because it's who are you saying? Jonathan Safran Farr kind of has like a little who? bit of that. Everything is illuminated, extremely loud, and incredibly close. Okay, um, but yeah, it's all over the place now. Yeah, or there's like a, a like a mirage of color. Like there, like two years ago. There was like an aesthetic that every single book had. It was like a kaleidoscope of yeah. colors. Now there's well, a book, by the way. I think, but I don't know. Like, I think I was trying to look for, but I think that's different than what we okay. were seeing. Okay. Yeah, I think I what we were seeing is the look like. Up, look up. Uh, the Lena Dunham, Dunham book. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. It's totally that. It's 1989 aesthetic. Let me see. Um. And all of the books that are all around oh, are, yeah. are all just like about love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Not that kind of girl. Yeah. Um, all the books are about like that. Every single title is about love, men, women. Yeah. 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 They're um, in like the self-help relationship section. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy because now you just have podcasts for that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And totally. Instagram feeds. Yeah. You're true. welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it's, it's, I mean, almost this whole movie is what sex and dating, like, pod, it's just so crazy to think, like, if you wanted to, like, get some, like, help or, like, hear a different perspective, 
you had to like get up, get off the couch, go to a bookstore, mm-hmm. be with around people, look through the bookstore, pick out a book, take the subway home. And now it's just like you can open your phone and either mm-hmm. have something delivered mm-hmm. or just like find information or a podcast on your phone. Mm-hmm. All while continuing to isolate yourself in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Like, these little pieces of technology are bad for society. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Just having a little realization. No, I mean, the the amount of people... There's some people that just just are not around people that much. Like, I'm a sociable person. We're all kind of sociable people, so I feel like we make it a point to yeah, be around. You got a desert island on your shirt. Dude, that says sociable loud and clear. This this right here is I'm I'm out to have fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm fun guy. Is that t- is that a Tommy? A Tommy no, B? I can't afford Tommy Bahama, dude. This is denim and flower. Yeah, TJ Maxx. Really? Yeah, I'm a Maxinista, dude. I, I go to and I go to TJ Maxx, and I do exactly what Crystal. I just go around and peruse just to to hit on ladies. <laughs> have you ever hit on a lady at TJ Maxx? No, Marshall's usually <laughs> prettier women. No. Nordstrom's the rack. Yeah, Nordstrom's the rack. I mean, that's out of my price range. But um, but yeah, I mean, dude, going to hang out at a bookstore, dude, that's like, are you, you can fall in love with fifty people. At I know, still can. I personally think like a great first date. Hear mm-hmm. me out. Never did this. You go to a bookstore. Yep. And you guys, it might not be a good first date, but like second date, mm-hmm. and you have to go get. You walk in with the person. You have to go get like five or 10 books and then like bring them back and like share why you got those books. That's mm. very, it may be a book that you read. It may be a book that you want to read. It may be a book that has a cool cover. Mm. I also just love books. I was going to say that, that I think is a cool game. And it also sounds like something for someone who really loves books. I love yeah. books. I, uh, this is, uh, I, I can't think of a book. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're left with them. They they they're both going through their relationships are no longer where they thought they'd be. Yeah, ten years in a meeting, ten years out of college, professionals. Uh, they have careers and they're experiencing like the first wave of heartbreak and loss mm-hmm. after probably as adults. Like I feel like yeah. like a lot of people get married right out of college and then like six seven years later you start having the friends who are going through divorces and yeah. separations and things. Like well, that. I would say. I was just having a conversation with someone about this today. I would say that's been our experience. I think all three of us had a lot of people get married right out of college, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's necessarily everyone's experience. Would you say that that was the experience of the average person in like 89? Possibly. People definitely get married later now. And in New York and where we are. Yeah. People will like just don't get married now a lot. Yeah. That's the true. rates of people just not getting married. Yeah. That's also true. But I think, I think back then, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, but I do think, I think you're right. Like you are, as you, I guess what, how old are they at this point? Early thirties. She's 31 at this point in the movie. That, yeah. She said she's 31 and she said that the, the clock doesn't start ticking in a woman until she's 36. Ah. So, but yeah, I do think they're probably experiencing more divorce. I mean, he's getting divorced. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing that is interesting in this point is not only they're at that point in their life, but what's important for this movie is they're also at a point where the first two times you've seen him, he's like, well, uh, good to see you. And she's like, and they're like, have a good life. And they come back together. This time it happens again in the bookstore. And he's like, um, they, they talk about like, well, you know, good to see you. And like smash cut to they're at dinner together talking about relationships. So they've, they've decided to yeah. be friends. Yeah. Well, in so that one, she's really sad. And then right when we ended it there, it's cool the way there, a lot of the transitions in this, like the scene is the same, but it's in a different location. So they're mm-hmm. just picking up with the, mm-hmm. and he's just like, and then they're walking and talk. So it's like, even where we just ended is like, they're not even just sharing their heart. Now they're just like, so like getting chipper. Yeah. They've kind of begun the will they won't they now. Yeah. And they've started their friendship. Yeah. And kind of asking the question, can men and women be friends or not? Yeah. And you know, this whole time through all these years, Crystal's just like, dude, I want to bang that one girl. (laughs) Dude, you were commenting on Crystal's hair. Can you discuss that a little bit? Well, just like that, the, 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 no, um, no pomade, no hairspray. 
just like pure puff, just pure puff. Pure that, puff. that 1989 puff. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld had it. Seinfeld had it. Who else had it? I mean, just people back then, just like I'm getting it. Long getting hair, full on, and they you just come back. You just take a brush, like a really thick brush that kind of just poofs your hair out, and you just go, and and then you I would even say like maybe it was like an inch and a half long. Yeah, 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 and you just and you just get that puff. Blow dry it probably. Blow dry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and John, you made a good thing. You said it's like it's like the microphone. It's top. The, yeah, it is. It is the top of a it's microphone. The top of a microphone. It's yeah. the foamy top of a microphone. And head. you wouldn't what's crazy is now you even back then, now it'd be like, I don't want any any puff. Those people back they wanted extra puff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Seinfeld, his puff was just crazy. Yeah. I want Big all puff. the poof in my puff. Were Seinfeld and Crystal um they're contemporaries, right? Crystal was a little older and ahead okay. of him because Crystal hosted SNL or okay. was on SNL. Was he the first host ever? No. Nah. The first person to have a puff? Yeah. Was he, who's he, he's kind of the most iconic puff. And then Seinfeld took the puff away. That's, that's it. Yeah. Who's the puff? And then there we had like a puff daddy who didn't have a puff. puff daddy didn't have a puff, name. but he was, he was paying like tribute to the puff. And then we went, Carlin was the first SNL host. Oh wow! And then we went to Japan. We had out the Powder Puff Girls for a little Powder bit. Puff Girls. Someone needs to reclaim the puff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I saw Billy Crystal's hair. I said I can do better than that. I want more. <laughs> That's a good. I want more puff. So, All right. So here's a question. Wow. Single men, single women. Mm-hmm. Can they be friends? Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, all right. So one of the interesting things I forgot about the movie, basically, is that you're watching. It's not a will they, won't they over over the course of. It's like a life movie. So, yeah, that's true. So it's like the the it'd be interesting if it's like because, of course, you can in this one short period of time, but he's asking it back when he's like super horny and super like, and then when he was full of, when he was full of, you know, you know, you know, full of puff, full of puff, Um, (laughs) rough, tough and full of puff. Um, that's why if his hair, if, if (laughs) you think after he comes, his hair flattens out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. It's like, it's like his follicles are like bursting, Uh, bursting out. uh, And then it just like flat. It just looked like he's just gotten out of the shower. His whole head just withers in on itself. You need to jerk off. (laughs) Then he does his hair just like falls flat. Okay, so I think like it's their version of the taxi light being on. (laughs) Talk about that in Sex in the City. I'm ready, baby. Extra puffy. Extra puff. You're ready to go. (laughs) So I guess I didn't mean the women were puffing their hair back then too. Oh yeah, dude, she had the Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett the flyaways. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Because totally. when was that? That poster was. Um, wait, which poster? The the Farrah Fawcett, Fawcett one. Nipple poster. What? It's the most famous poster of all time. Corn. You you make these claims. You do make the, you I'm, do I'm make not, like, it was the, it was sure. the highest sold poster ever, and it's right. Farrah Fawcett. Right. Is that well, true? Because she had a nipple. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. All right. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Highest sold poster. It's going to be like a Pokemon poster. Well, yeah, maybe now. I'm well, gonna... You just said all time. You said that you need to say at the time. No, he said he said at the time. He did say that. Highest sold poster. It's it's going to be Pikachu. I feel like the highest sold poster at that time was like a, of a Lamborghini. Yeah. Uh, it's Farrah Fawcett's red swimsuit poster. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Wait, fuck that you, is, fuck that you, is the highest you. sold poster. Farrah Fawcett and the best selling swims, best selling swimsuit poster. <laughs> okay. It's not like you Googled and Google's like, what are you even talking about? The Farrah Fawcett. That on. is what Sarah, Sally's hair is in the first scene. So what year was that poster? With uh, 76. And this is 77. So that was what they were doing. This one right here? I got to say. I, I got to oh, yeah, say. That, that hair's not like that. I was thinking that she had wings. You got wrong. You got the wrong hair, bro. You you were right about you were right about it being the best selling poster to date. You were right about that. I'll give you that. Dude, 
Don't fuck with Kevin when it comes to poster. When it comes to, uh, I will say this: we were not we were not wrong in saying that you constantly make outrageous claims. That was yeah, true. Totally, <laughs> totally. And you told me that one time in like a heart to heart moment. You were like, I mean, half the time I just say stuff and I don't know that it's true. You say that, then you just apologize later, pull back a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you hot take one hundred and one. That's hot why we're sitting here and not in the Bradshaw Boys studio. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we had to move all the equipment. That's why on that's why on my first date, where when I get all the books, I just come back with one book. Yeah. What the art of the deal? Art of the deal, baby. Art of the deal, <laughs> or Mein Kampf. And then we just talk history. Exactly. Just I don't want to talk about World War Two. Um, okay, so <laughs> she yes, so she's she. What is her his? She thinks they can be friends, right? Cause his is like he's the one that I puts this. More just like she just like uh, has never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. She's just more contemplative of like. Yeah. What? Like it's the first time. It seems to me this is like the first time she's explored the thoughts of a guy's brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even at dinner, he's like, "You've never had like you've never done this. Like this is what guys want. Yeah. This is what guys think about. Right. The airplane. He's like." Guys only want to hold you for 30 seconds. Yeah. If you want to be held all night, that's your problem. Right. Yeah. And it's just like he is obnoxious and crass and obtuse, but but telling her things that some guys think about. She hasn't had good sex. And then she walks in the thing. She's like, I have had good sex. With Sheldon. Everyone yeah. turns around. He roasts, roasts Sheldon really hard. He brings Sheldon to task. Did she have sex with young Sheldon? Yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. We need to cancel her. Yeah, for real. Best signed poster of all time. Her young Sheldon. Young, her and young Sheldon. Her and young yeah. Sheldon. Um, Pornographic pictures. I mean, I guess I agree with her. I agree with both their assessments because I do think a lot of people... I, I mean, isn't this kind of a story of like going from like the physical to companionship and like learning that through like a cosmopolitan way that it's just like that you end up with these people that just stick around in your life and are, are there and you learn the deeper things about them rather than yeah. just the superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, because even like when you learn, when you meet, I, so I went to fringe Edinburgh, like the first year. Mm. And then I stayed at this person's house after, and I hung out with one of their friends and we hung out for five, like two hours. Mm-hmm. Like just me and her for two hours. We went out and went to like a bar or something. And that was like the only time we met. And then when I saw her like two years later mm-hmm. at Fringe, she didn't remember me. And she was just like, she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, I do. I literally, your phone, you're in my phone. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't. And then I showed her the text. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And there was like a coldness to her that was like, I've flirted with guys before. Like I'm not. Mm. And then, but then since then we've talked on like WhatsApp and like, I've seen her since then. And it was funny because that first time I think I was probably being pretty like flirtatious with her. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. Cause probably in your mind, you were, you like had staked it out. Yeah. You're just like, this is happening in her mind. She's like, this isn't happening. Mm. Yeah. And so it was just vapor in, in her mind where yeah. you were like, this was a, this was a failed hunt. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the one that got away. Yeah. And I like remembered it. And then when I saw her the second time, it was so funny after the drums, the do the drums of battle started up again. <laughs> I will get the kill. So, but then the second, no, I've never seen you. Never met you. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> really? I mean, it was definitely very Billy, Billy Crystal, like in this thing. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like getting yeah, your phone yeah. out. But then the turn when it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then you know this person on a deeper level. It's like, oh, okay. This isn't just a random flirting yeah. with me. This is like a guy that that is friends with this person. And, yeah. You know. And so that that is... Uh, interesting what's happening they're like they're learning more than what what is there is there a term or something for it but it's like you're not when you tell a person who you are that's that's only one percent of who you are yeah like you learn get to know someone not by them telling you like on dates you tell someone like i'm into films and i like and i do this and i run Mm -hmm. and it's like okay that has nothing to do with what a person actually right, is. that's right. just what they do right yeah and so they're like learning who the people who the who the people mm. are i've never heard that before that's really interesting 
I think I did. I make it up. I don't think I made it. Up. <laughs> I heard it from someplace. I heard, dude, it was take, take ownership of it. It man. was written on the back of a fair. You, you, you're one for one with posters right now. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Made, that, you just, made that shit up. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're there because you can't tell a person you're loyal. You can't be like I'm a loyal person. Yeah. You experience loyalty. That's true. You know. And That's kind of like the like same when thing when people tell you they're humble. <laughs> Who does I've that? Had, I've had, I know had people talk about that. Like, That's very awesome. humble person. Trump yeah. says that. Trump said he's like the most humble person. After he made his hole in one. Oh uh, yeah. I don't like I don't like people but I don't, brag. Yeah, I don't like people who brag. Um no, I think more often than not, when people <clears throat> describe themselves to, it is an inaccurate like projection of, of who they are and yeah. what they are. Interesting. I don't know. I, at least I think so. Yeah. How would you describe yourself? Um, Fucking liar. <laughs> a liar. A liar. I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't like. I don't want to. Yeah. I'd rather have someone else describe me than me describe myself. Man, that's a. It's a tricky. That's a. That's a. That's a. The king's gambit. Having yeah. someone else describe you. Having someone else describe you, while you listen and you're not present. Ooh, and then you listen to it. that is Yeesh. yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like being a ghost. Yeah. If, if you could, if you could monetize that, you could make. It's like it's like the it's like a different version of Facebook. The business is like true. What the, how the world truly sees you, and then you can access that. Like it would be great. Imagine if. That's you like a movie right there. Hear like what Corey and I are actually saying about you. And like you could know what what people say about you when you're not there. That would be an insane. That's like a um that's like a I mean, if there's like more of a premise than that, it's like a black mirror type thing. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because it's like Yes. Because absolutely. that's the thing that it's like it could help you in some ways and in other ways it's like we're not meant to yeah we're not meant to know because part of like sometimes processing a thing like you know like not just not all communication is meant for everyone yeah you yeah. know yeah like i'm i talk to my mom differently than i talk to other people and like i could talk shit on my sisters and my mom's like that'd be different if i was just talking shit on my sisters to a random person you know what yeah. i mean like sometimes you need to be able to like There's a random person on the subway you know what really bugs me about my sisters yeah yeah <laughs> fucking pay me back bitch <laughs> like yeah. all right um but yeah no like uh yeah so that that'd be tough that'd be real tough yeah um i'm really enjoying this movie so far i, I think that we didn't know what to expect this movie obviously was the most hyped movie we've we've ever done i think this is the most hype movie i've ever watched um uh but i'm i'm really enjoying it i'm yeah. right there for the ride I, i'm connected to the characters i like him i like the changes we've already seen in him mm -hmm. i really like her character a lot um i it's been humorous at times i'm like i'm fully on board and and support that this movie is in uh romantic comedy rushmore the pantheon so far yeah. yeah also the two the stories we have so far are someone that uh this one guy is uh it's all older couples so it's like all old people who have experienced the 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 conveyor belt of love and experience mm, yeah you know so it's all old people that get to be like you know this was this is the unconventional. And the last one that they had was a guy that was like, we got married and then we got divorced. And then I was with Barbara and she's like, no, then it was, a, mm. and he got married and divorced from like three other people. Uh -huh. It's like, and then we were at like, you know, Harry Conklin's funeral and I saw her and it was 35 years to the day. Yeah. I said, let's go out and get, get lunch. And it was 35 years to the day we got married again. Yeah. But she doesn't, seem it wasn't as cute like she didn't seem like in love she seemed kind of annoyed with him yeah i think because he's never remembering anything she's like no it was this yeah yeah no, yeah. This. yeah yeah so it's, it was just interesting because the, the that was the one that, that one was like not as cute it was like it's i feel like it stung her a little bit 
more when he divorced her and yeah. then married four other women in between. Yeah. I feel like she carries some resentment about that. No, you don't say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh that was part one. Part one of when Harry met Sally. And if you want to hear part two or three, it's on our Patreon. So go sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, be a pal. We uh we watch other movies on there. Uh, double your Bradshaw boys content mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah, go sign up for a Patreon at the Bradshaw boys, patreon.com slash the Bradshaw boys. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And, um, and yeah, we also have an only fans, mm -hmm. but we don't do any nudes. No, mm -hmm. we just, we, it's just selfies. It's just, <laughs> it's just like selfies of her face just, smiling every day. Well, uh, Kevin rotates one degree and uh, you can just see his full 360 degrees of his crown of his hair. Yeah, but we're going to add to our OnlyFans uh, pictures of us with a puff. <laughs> yeah. With a crystal puff. Only puffs. Yeah, only puffs. Only, only puffs. puffs. All, right. All right. Well, thanks, family. Thanks, Later, family. taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at bradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.